In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, where I'll ask the question, is the word of the cross folly? First Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 25 says, For the word of cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, It pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. As Paul is beginning his letter to the Corinthians, he points out that to the world, to those who don't know Christ, to those who are unfamiliar with him, the word of the cross is folly. This message, this gospel, this good news that's getting proclaimed all throughout the Roman world, to so many people, it just sounds like foolishness. It doesn't sound like it's significant at all. And it certainly doesn't sound like the means by which the almighty creator of the universe would reconcile a people to himself. And Paul points that out and he makes it abundantly clear that to so many people, the word of the cross is going to sound like folly. It's not gonna sound like good news. It's gonna sound like an absolute tragedy. But for those whom the Lord is saving, for those who have faith in Jesus Christ. The word of the cross isn't folly. It's the most beautiful, sweetest, wise piece of news that they could ever possibly hear. With this in mind, here are three thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, where I'll answer the question, is the word of the cross folly? Thought number one, wisdom. We like the idea of wisdom, don't we? I sure do. I like the idea of being wise, of people coming to me and asking me for my advice, my thoughts on the different issues that are going on. And I think a lot of people sort of are the same way. They like that idea. They like the concept of being wise. But here's the deal. The wisdom of the world is not the same as the wisdom of God. And this is something that Paul points out. He says, listen, I didn't come to you with a bunch of flowery language. I didn't come to you and make an eloquent argument. I didn't do any of that. The way that I preached Christ to you was in simplicity. It was not based on the wisdom of the world. In fact, most of the people who heard it rejected it because it just didn't sound that wise. So for those who really like the appearance of wisdom and really want to sound ever so erudite, The word of the cross is going to sound like foolishness. Thought number two, signs. There are some people who are really interested in wisdom, and there are other people who are really interested in signs. And what Paul says is that the Greeks, they're so interested in wisdom, they just want to sit down and think, 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 and figure things out in accordance with worldly wisdom. But he says that the Jews are the ones who are constantly seeking after signs. They want to see that miraculous work. They want to see the awe and the wonder and the splendor of God on full display. 
So when people like Paul come to town and they do so in simplicity and in simple gospel message and in just explanation of the scriptures and there might not be an accompanying miraculous work, well, they're not so interested anymore. Now, Paul certainly used miraculous works to gain a bit of attention and to verify the credibility of his message. But his gospel preaching wasn't reliant upon signs and wonders. In fact, his gospel preaching is reliant upon a simple explanation of the scriptures and how Christ has fulfilled them. So for those who are interested in signs and wonders, the miraculous on display before them, the cross might just seem like folly because the power of the cross isn't in the miraculous. It's in this amazing fact that the Lord is using ordinary sorts of means to accomplish his grand purposes in the world. Thought number three, crucify. And this is why it's folly to so many people. Most people wouldn't see that in the death of Christ, he is demonstrating his ultimate power over all things. Most people wouldn't see that in Jesus sacrificing himself there on the cross, he is doing the Father's will and accomplishing all of the Father's purposes for him. We just don't see it because it's so far outside of the wisdom of the world. It's so far outside of what we expect from the divine person who has come into the world to do his ultimate work. There's no obvious signs of power there in the crucifixion. But it's there in the death of Christ that the power of the gospel is most clearly seen. It's there in the death of Christ that the ultimate reconciliation between God and man is accomplished. And this is demonstrated by the miraculous sign of the resurrection. We see that it's all verified, but the power is there in the crucifixion. The power in there is in the sacrifice of Christ. The evidence of that power is in the crucifixion. So the word of the cross, the word of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, is it folly? It's going to sound like it to those who are in the world. It's going to sound like it to those who have rejected Christ. But to those who have accepted him, it is the sweetest, most wondrous, most glorious word that we will ever hear. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 1 Corinthians chapters 1 and 2. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.